Welcome to the BMJ Podcast. I'm Duncan Jarvis. And I'm Navjoy Larden. This week we're at the Overdiagnosis Conference in Quebec, Canada. Preventing Overdiagnosis is a forum to discuss the harms associated with using uncertain methods to look for disease in apparently healthy people. And as part of the BMJ's Too Much Medicine campaign. One of the ways in which the public's attitudes and wishes around health is measured are citizen or community juries set up in a similar way to a criminal jury with an information gathering and a deliberation phase. Recently one of these juries discussed whether abortion should be allowed in Ireland and they decided yes. Um, The Australian contingent from Sydney and Bond universities are well represented at preventing overdiagnosis and we're joined here by two researchers from Australia who've been using citizen juries to examine the problems associated with overdiagnosis. So Chris, could you introduce yourself? Hi, yeah sure. I'm Chris Degling. I am from Sydney Health Ethics, which used to be known as Vellum, but it's in the Sydney School of Public Health at the University of Sydney. And Ray? And I'm Ray Thomas. I'm with the Centre for Research and Evidence-Based Practice at Bond University. Ray and Chris, we've been hearing you today at Preventing Overdiagnosis in Quebec City talk about community juries, and you gave two very fascinating talks. Um, Can you tell us a bit, perhaps Ray first, what are community juries and how are they used? Um, So community juries are a form of deliberative democracy and they're a technique that we use um, to explore the values and ethics that a particular population um, in the community might have um, and in my case to health questions. Um, So we've done some exploratory work about uh, screening for prostate cancer in the general community, asking about values and preferences and some decision making on that and today's talk was about case finding for dementia. So we we, um, use it for For me, it's a two-day process where we inform the community members about the issue. We use experts um, to discuss the topic and we use as many experts as we need to give the members of the jury enough information to make a recommendation on the question that we're asking. Um, The community jury get to ask, and really importantly, they get to ask the experts about um, the topics that they've presented with, any questions that might need clarification, any unsureties that they may have. And then over the course of the second day, they have discussions both with a facilitator and then as privately as a group about making some comments about the question that we have put to the jury in that two-day period. Okay. And Chris, how do you use them in Sydney? Uh, Very similar to to Ray's template of how she's described it. Um, The questions that we've been exploring are a little bit broader than than the ones that Ray has been working on, which there are some on screening, questions around screening and overdiagnosis. We've also recently run one on antimicrobial resistance and policy responses to overuse of antibiotics in the community in terms of uh, GPs and veterinarians and dentists uh, using these medicines not in the most effective means that you can think of. Um, As well as the ethical questions, though, we've also done ones which are uh, around priority setting which are, instead of basically asking a jury, should we or shouldn't we do something, which basically is asking them, is this a legitimate and acceptable thing to do or not? Uh, We also have run juries where we've asked them to rank the acceptability or palatability or the usefulness of of different policy approaches. So there might be seven different ways you can skin a cat, and they would say, this is the best way, this is not the best way, and these are the reasons why we've ranked them this way. I was going to say, you've got, what, about 12 people in a jury? Um, 
12 angry men or women. Um, a problem that we've had people ask us in the BMJ when we're talking about patient participation, which we do a lot, is how representative are the opinions that you get um, in, from patients when you're, you're doing this? Um, and so for your juries, is it a representative sample of the population or does that matter even for, it, for this case? Yeah, so claims to representativeness are one of the major critiques of, of this process um, and often the answer could be quite flip and say, well, it's good enough to put someone in jail. Why do you require something more than that for these types of questions? But it's also worthwhile thinking that what, what are you claiming about when you're actually claiming some form of representation? So you're not necessarily saying that if I have 12 people in a room, I've represented Australia or, or mm. the UK or Canada or any other jurisdiction in that way. You can either pitch to try and get as much diversity into that room as possible to make sure that you have people from different backgrounds, different socio-demographic and educational constraints or, or abilities, uh, people with different life experiences, such that within the group that you have there, different voices are brought forward into the discussion which don't normally enter into that discussion. So that's one objective that you can have and say, this representativeness that I'm claiming is about, I'm trying to rep represent the diversity of views and perspectives that I can get into one room in doing this. If you're having uh, something which is more citizen focused, this idea of having a disinterested polity or a public that you're trying to capture, then you might go for sort of something along the lines of, of trying to get something which is, is demographically with the census. So the average Australian community looks something like this, so we'll have this range of educational backgrounds, this range of ethnic backgrounds, this range of educational attainment, and then say that at least is representative of this community. But to try and go beyond sort of, say, Sydney or any larger geographic area just isn't necessarily what you're actually trying to achieve. And interestingly, that's not a question we ask of our policy makers enough, is it? Are they representative of the people they're meant to be making decisions for? <laughs> um, and then one thing I wanted to ask was um, about um, how you've found these useful, I mean specifically related to the problem that we're all here discussing, overdiagnosis, what do you think the, where do you think the value is in these community juries? For me, um, I, I'm a psychologist by background and I always find it quite humbling when I'm talking to um, community about these issues. I think that sometimes we as academics, as researchers and as health professionals sometimes get ideas about um, about we know what's best and we understand and the community perhaps might not know as much. But when I talk to the community juries and when they see the presentations and hear the experts, I'm uniformly impressed and, and surprised and humbled that in fact they absolutely get it. And, and it's, it's a disservice to them. It's a disservice to people in the community to think that um, they don't understand these issues. And that is with caveats, that there, there are some things, and it is how about you frame the evidence, and it is sometimes about the presenters that you choose to make sure that they get their message across. But uniformly, for me, it's about understanding people, reconnecting with people, um, understanding what the values and preferences are of a 
you know, what we want to call a representative community. Um, and that helps me plan what I need to do in, in my work on communicating over diagnosis. So community juries for me is one way to communicate, communicate um, with policy decision makers. But on another part of my research is how do I communicate with the, with the community about overdiagnosis and understanding those values and preferences from a baseline perspective is really helpful for me in framing other parts of my research and other parts of ways of discussing that with people. A lot of the discussions we're having, we're planning to have um, at the conference are about the kind of cultural context within which overdiagnosis happens um, and how people frame and, and think about you know, this issue of, of a potential harm versus maybe a uh, what's important to them and what they care about. I suppose my question is, citizen juries must give you an insight into how people are thinking about things like overdiagnosis. That, that must be fascinating. It is. I mean, we spend two days with this group of people um, and, and they, they happen quite quickly and for us it's, it's as facilitators and being in the room a lot of the time it's a bit of a blur. But what I enjoy um, is taking a couple of weeks break and then going back to the transcripts and reading the transcripts and looking at their reasoning and their judgments behind some of the decisions that they're making and understanding from their perspective why it was. I mean, they tell you in a shorthanded form about what are the reasons, but going back to those transcripts, which are the verbatim of two days worth of, of, of conversations. They're really fascinating. They are quite a rich source of information about people's values, what they want to do with this particular issue. Yeah, it's, it, that's, that's the fun part, I think. Mm. And I was wondering, do you, have you managed to sort of pull any particular insights out about, you know, overdiagnosis and framing it in a way that actually resonates with people or matters to people? I think one of the... They... they from the juries that we've run, uh, we've done some ones on PSA and, and also on mammography as well, mammography screening. They see that overdiagnosis is a technical problem that experts need to manage uh, and it shouldn't necessarily be a problem that the public has to manage because it's not their problem. So they, you know, the use of shared decision making and all the other types of interventions that are usually proposed as how should we deal with this thing called overdiagnosis. For a proportion of jurors that seems like a reasonable way forward but then there are demographics who have much different sets of values in terms of the relationships that they have with their GPs where they are much more founded on trust and, and thinking that we don't want a technical solution imposed upon us for this, we either want the experts to be experts or we want transparency about this and we want to have the choice. Mm. So I think um, it's like any type of engagement exercise where you actually sort of pull the curtain back on medicine and say, okay, actually there's all this uncertainty and, and I don't know, uniformly, is if all of the jurors have said, we, did, we thought medicine had mm. levels of certainty that you guys are not providing us. And the fact that all of this uncertainty revolves around medicine, why aren't we told about this? Why is this, why am I sitting here with this now? And you've just shown me that, that the, the emperor has no clothes a little bit. And so it, it's quite, a, and then they work through saying, well, obviously then this uncertainty has to be managed. Doctors are in a terrible position with this. What can we do to make this easier for them? And what can we do to make this easier for the community at the same time? And I think for, for me it's exactly the same. We show them the uncertainty um, uniformly, everybody's surprised. Uh, my jurors have always wanted to make sure the outcome of all the juries I've done is about 
Why doesn't the public know this? You know, same as Chris, you're showing us now. Because we have to remember that, that these, are, these are people, and it still goes on, who have decades of early intervention is important. Early intervention will help you feel better. It's decades of work, and all of a sudden now we're going, well, <laughs> not always. Um, and it is. It's, it's really confronting, um, and I think that that's problematic. But for me, um, what comes out of it in terms of moving forward is that the community juries always say the public should know this. They need to have this information. The, the uncertainty, you mean? Yes. They need, to know. they need to know what those guys yesterday told us. All those experts that you had telling us that, the public needs to hear that conversation. So the limits of medicine and the limits of what can be predicted and and the limits of value that we, you know, how valuable is this for me? What what does what? How does this, taking this test, doing this intervention, how does that inform my care meaningfully? How do you, how can you recommend that when you know that there's all this uncertainty underpinning that without at least telling me about all that uncertainty. So, mm. And have you come across jurors who have, um, you know, that must shake your trust in medicine, I suppose, as a, as a system? Do, do, you, do you find that response? We've had people? a medical receptionist in one who um, said, oh, I knew this all along. <laughs> kind of, this is how doctors, this isn't, you know, but... Uh, I wouldn't say so. I think most people appreciate that it's a very difficult role to occupy. Mm. Uh, and they also appreciate that uh, as family physicians or GPs are overburdened by and and so even in the recommendations there's always someone in the room saying we can't ask GPs to do more than they're already doing. Adding this process onto this to try and inform people is just not fair or feasible. Um, so they, the constraints in which people see from sort of the policy side or indeed the professional side are quite a, the public are quite aware of. Mm -hmm. uh, but as Ray says, and this is always sort of a throwaway line in terms of what should we do next, public education is always the answer. We know that that has varying amounts of effectiveness. Um, but I think in some ways making people more aware of the limits of medicine is a useful thing to do and I don't think it undermines trust for the people who are in the jury. It certainly hasn't, never had the experience where they've said I don't trust doctors mm. anymore. It's more transparent I suppose if yeah, anything. It's it? much more, yeah, it's about bringing them in on the conversation, not, not necessarily treating them in a paternalistic manner, mm -hmm. saying you can't handle the uncertainty. You've been listening to Ray Thomas and Chris Daglin discuss what citizen juries tell us about overdiagnosis and overtreatment. We'll be back with more interviews from the conference over the next few days, so keep an ear out for them, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out. Thanks for listening. <laughs>